Tonight at another forward will be six-footer Michaela Sanders. Did not play against Gardner-Webb earlier. Missed the first eight games of the season with a wrist injury. Since then has the most points per game of the team, 11.9 and also nearly five rebounds per game for the Liberty Flames. At power forward will be Caitlin Adams, the redshirt senior, 6'5", from Burnsville, Minnesota. Team's leading rebounder with 8.7 per game, also averaging 6.5 points per game. And then the center is Catherine Carney, 6'6", redshirt senior, reigning conference player of the week, 9.3 points a game and nearly seven rebounds a game while averaging 15.5 and 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 8.5 in absence of number 55, Ashley Reininger. Those are your starting lineups as the running Bulldogs and the Flames get set to take the court and announce the starting lineups to the rest of the Vine Center crowd. Let's talk a little bit now about keys to this ballgame. Brendan, we've talked about it earlier. Gardner-Webb needs to force turnovers. They've also got to find some open outside shots because just like we saw against Radford, who is a much bigger team than Gardner-Webb, it's going to be tough going on the inside against those tall trees in the middle. Well, Olivia Parker did a pretty good job, I thought, in the last outing, even though she was considered undersized against a lot of those Radford players. I think one of the big keys is that can you get some forwards to get outside and create more space in the middle? Can you force some of Liberty's forwards to come out and guard the outside? You know, Olivia's got, what, 25% from behind the arc. You have another four forward we talked about in our pre-production meetings, and Morgan Ackerman hasn't seen a lot of time this year as a freshman, but she's able to hit that three ball. So maybe Coach Reeves goes to her and sees if playing that four position she can come outside hit some big open threes or even contested threes and open up some more space in the middle for players like Parker and Hill and Huntsman because Huntsman and Hill you you have to remember that they can both drive and slash to the basket extremely well couple of notes for this series Gardner Webb has trailed in this uh, series 11 to 4 all time the Flames uh, 11 wins, 4 losses. Liberty is 5-1 and one here at the Vine Center against Gardner-Webb. They've won 4 straight against Gardner-Webb in this building. Gardner-Webb with a win can sweep the Flames for the first, for only the fourth time in Big South Conference history. Gardner-Webb did it in 09 and 2010 season. High Point did it 06-07 and then in 2013-2014 uh, season. So that would be only the fourth time in 17 years that the Flames would be swept by anybody in the Big South Conference. Another point, Gardner-Webb's win on December 2nd gave Gardner-Webb their first victory against Liberty since that 2011 Big South Tournament title game in which Gardner-Webb earned their first trip to the NCAA Tournament and their only trip thus far as Gardner-Webb hoping they'll be able to get there again this year. Gardner-Webb has won six straight ball games. Liberty has won three in a row and seven out of their last eight. And just as we mentioned, Liberty has won 17 straight ball games in this building. It should be a blast tonight here from the Vine Center. <clears throat> Introductions coming up now for the Liberty Flames, who are in their white uniforms with red numerals trimmed in navy blue. For the running Bulldogs, they're in their red uniforms, black numerals trimmed in white for the running Bulldogs this evening. We will keep you updated also all game long on all the other action going on in the Big South Conference. We've talked about keys. We've talked about all the other games going on tonight. This is one of those games where, folks, the energy is palpable. Liberty needs this win. That's one thing we really didn't talk a whole lot about this. Usually when these two teams get together, Liberty always plays loose and and feels confident at home. But let's be honest here, Brendan. This is a game the Flames need at home. I think that was a perfect way to describe it, Jared. Liberty on the season is 10-8. and eight. They play a typically hard schedule in terms of Big South Conference teams. Tend to go play a lot bigger schools. 7-2 and two in the conference, tied for first place. But this is a Liberty team that hasn't looked like Liberty as of lately, obviously going out and having your, not just your star player, but the Big South preseason player of the year out 
affects you a little bit. It doesn't seem like it's affected them a whole lot, but just throughout well, the season, it, it seems like Liberty's just not who they used to be. Close games with Coastal, close games on the road at, at Longwood, which are things that you don't usually see from the Flames, are starting to pop up. We'll see if it bites them tonight. We certainly hope it does. The running Bulldogs to tip, and this is a, a well, we'll just tell you what it is. It's 6'6", Catherine Carney against 5'9", Candace Brown at center court here. Hopefully, the running Bulldogs will have a little bit of ups, but this one's going to be a little bit difficult to win at center court. The ball is tipped, and Liberty comes up with it, although Brown did get her hand on it a little closer than you would expect. Sedalia Ellis moving from left to right across your radio this evening into Carney outside to number 23, Alexander, who's on the wing, defended by Hill. Here's a screen. Alexander stops and pops in the paint and hits. <clears throat> Quick 2-0 lead for the Flames. Running Bulldogs bring it across the timeline. It's Tierra Huntsman, as we mentioned. The Bulldogs moving from right to left here in the first half against the 2-3 zone now of the Liberty Flames as we open up. Hill spots up for three. Got it! Alexis has been hot from downtown as of late. She's 30% there from the three-point line this year and has climbed nearly 21 points over the last couple of games. Ball goes into Carney, and she scores with a right-handed hook to give Liberty the lead back. Well, Hill in conference play in terms of threes is up to 46% from downtown. You can just see right there with that stat where she's been the last few games for this running Bulldog team. Liberty now moving into a 1-2-2 defense as they're trying to... Mix up the uh, defensive looks. Parker trying to go left of the lane and got her shot blocked by the 6-6 Carney. That's the difficulty that you have going on the inside. Screen for Ellis as she goes left of the lane, kicks it out to Sanders. 4-3 Liberty leads. Inside to Adams. Layup is good high off the glass as Gardner-Webb struggling with the height early on of the Flames. That will be the most difficult thing for the running Bulldogs. Their tallest player on the court right now, number 42, Alicia Quinn, six foot one, a whole five-inch difference between the tallest player on the floor for the Flames. Parker, three on the corner is good. Gardner-Webb ties it up at six. And I said that early is you got to get those forwards out in the three-point range and make a couple of shots. That's going to be the big difference in this game for the running Bulldogs. Alexander skipped past to Sanders, drives the lane, and a jumper in the paint is good. Only one missed shot in this ball game. It happens to be Gardner-Webbs. They trail by two. 7.47 to play here in the first. Candace Brown deep on the wing. Now they'll let her drive. Kicks it out to Parker. Open for three again. That one rims out, and the rebound by Carney. Looks like Liberty's going to let Gardner-Webb shoot as many threes as they want tonight. And that might be a dangerous thing as Gardner-Webb has heated up from downtown in the last few games. Here's Brooke Alexander on the near side. 16 to shoot. Looking for a screen. Hill follows her out. 13 to shoot now. Reverses her dribble. Back out to Ellis. 10. 9. Ellis head fake around the screen. Into the paint. Left of the lane. Throws up a shot. Can't. Oh my goodness gracious. What a tough shot to get the ball. 5 for 5. Liberty opens up a 10 to two, a 6 lead. Seems like they can't miss from the floor early in this one. Hill for three again. This time no good. Rebound by number 34, Caitlin Adams. Up the floor, pass to Carney. Lays it in over top of number three, Huntsman. As they caught Gardner-Webb in transition, Liberty has extended their lead to six. And it's almost not fair with the height that Carney has. Six foot six, and I can't say it enough. She's all of six foot six. Brown outside to Hill, looking to drive baseline. Kicks it out to Brown. Brown looking to spot up for three, and a whistle, double dribble on Candace, And I believe that's the first turnover of the ball game with 6.31 to play in the first quarter. Alicia Quinn will check out, and number two, Kiara Curry, will come in as Coach Rick Reeves wants a 30-second timeout. As Gardner-Webb trailing 12-6, an offensive showcase for Liberty thus far, 6-for-6 six six from the field. And Gardner-Webb, two for five, both of those coming from downtown. And just to give you guys an idea, every starter for Liberty now has made a basket. And not something I expected coming to the game. I didn't expect an offensive showcase for both teams. I expected more of a, more of a defensive battle. But it seems, as you said, that Liberty's going to let Gardner-Webb take as many threes as they want. It's just about hitting them at this point. The running Bulldogs uh, defensively 
seventh in the league, allowing nearly 39% field goal percentage. Liberty actually second in the league, only allowing 37% from the field. And uh, so far, six for six of the Flames and two for five of the running Bulldogs, although they are both three-pointers that the running Bulldogs have hit. Gardner-Webb's turned the ball over once. Liberty none yet so far. Gardner-Webb has not put the pressure on yet. And they've really, because of that, given Liberty a lot of room to work on offense. And that's where I'm curious to see when does Coach Reeves decide to go to that. Waited all the way into the second half in the first game. But he's sitting and talking to the players, and maybe the time is now. But the interesting thing is, as you said, Gardner-Webb's going to be able to shoot threes in this game. They're seventh in conference play against conference opponents in terms of field goal percentage from behind the arc, only hitting about 29%. And three-point defense, the Flames up at 26.6. That's fourth in the conference amongst conference opponents. It'll be interesting to see for sure if Liberty keeps allowing that to happen for the Dogs. Hills heated up. We've seen Parker hit one. And, you know, Sierra Hunt's been sitting right around 38% is very capable of hitting some threes. <laughs> well, the under, one of the other interesting stats that kind of shows you how the ball game has gone thus far was 631 in the first quarter. Liberty, 12 points in the paint. Gardner-Webb with none. So every point for Liberty has gone on the inside, and every point for Gardner-Webb has been from the outside. Liberty, though, on a 6-0 run over the last minute and a half as Gardner-Webb's going to have to figure something out defensively here for the running Bulldogs. Got a nationally televised or, or, or a nationally uh, broadcast game, maybe is the better way to put it tonight. Uh, not for us, obviously, but uh, for, for uh, video streaming and some of those things as well. But the running Bulldogs uh, have uh, kind of seen some of that before. Rick Reeves in his 12th year here at Gardner-Webb University, entering his 30th year as a collegiate head coach, a 446 and 418 record. He's actually 179 and 180 at Gardner-Webb, so a win tonight would put him at 500 for his career at Gardner-Webb, while Kerry Green on the other side, 17 seasons as the head man here at Liberty, 393 and 136. He's had all of his years right here in Lynchburg. Gardner-Webb putting on a little backcourt pressure. Now coming up with a double team on Alexander who tries to knock through and she knocks the ball off of her foot and out of bounds. This is going over to the running Bulldogs. The first turnover of the game for Liberty as uh, Coach Kerry Green and everyone here in the cavernous Vine Center holding 9,443 tonight, or not tonight, but uh, at capacity. Not happy with that call. Here's Kiara Curry on the wing. Thought about the pass, now drives, kicks it back out Parker. Parker feeds Brown on the inside against Carney. Kicks it back out. 11 to shoot for Gardner-Webb, good defense. Here's Parker, excuse me, Brown in the corner for three. No, the rebound's on the floor. We got a whistle and a foul and a loose ball. I believe this is going to be on Catherine Carney, the first foul of the ball game on the Liberty Flames as Parker was able to get down low and get to that rebound. Foul coming on Liberty, so Bulldogs with a new shot clock. And possession, it comes into Hill. Strokes it from two, no. Rebound on the floor. Hill tried to get to it. And Hill's going to be called for the loose ball foul herself, it looks like. Looked like she got her hand on the ball, unfortunately. Is going to be called for her first foul as well. And this game, it's better to be aggressive. Obviously, you can't get into a lot of foul trouble early, but being aggressive in this game is definitely going to help the dogs. Bulldogs, backcourt pressure. Ellis breaks it, two on two. Ellis, spin move, left of the lane, left-handed shot is good for the left-hander Ellis. Liberty, seven for seven shooting. Tierra Huntsman, Hill, got a screen from Curry, near side to Brown. 2-3 zone, that pass goes right in and out of the hands of Curry. It's a steal for the Flames. Ellis, deep on the wing, far side of the court. Skip pass near side to Brooke, Alexander. Guarded by Brown. Screen for her. Double team coming as Curry gets around to her. She passes out of it to Carney on the elbow. Carney picks up her dribble, trying to dish it to somebody. Finally gets to Ellis. Three for Ellis. First missed shot, but an offensive rebound by Adams. Stick back for Adams. Right-handed hook shot, no. And a rebound finally cleared by Olivia Parker. That is only the second rebound for Gardner-Webb tonight. 
Candace Brown in transition to Hill. Three on the wing. No. Rebound again by Sanders. The Bulldogs gone cold from downtown since hitting their first two. They've missed their last three. 14-6. Liberty tra- are leading Gardner-Webb. Double team coming over on Brooke Alexander. Good ball movement inside to Adams. Muscles it up. No. Rebound back. Stick back is good. It was good defense by Parker, but it's hard to keep that from going in against the 6-5 Adams. Liberty now with a 10-point lead and a 10-0 run over the last 3-37. Gardner-Webb has missed their last five field goals while Liberty's 8 of 11 from the field. Brown in the paint, scores, and got fouled on the arm. A chance for a three-point play. And the foul is going to be, I believe, on Alexander. It's her first, the team's second, with 4.07 to play in the first. Candace Brown to the free throw line. And the most impressive part about that was she has had to adjust her shot in the air from right around the free throw line, actually makes a great adjustment, puts it up, breaks the scoring drought for the running Bulldogs. Still down seven points. That's going to be the hardest thing. Candace Leatherwood, 5'6", sophomore from Detroit, Michigan, checks in for Sedalia Ellis. Adams bringing it up across the timeline. Liberty again breaking pressure. Leatherwood up and under move. Got it to fall. And it seems like everything that goes up gets a friendly roll here for the Liberty Flames. They're breaking the pressure well so far, Brendan. Uh, Something they didn't do the last time very well. Huntsman for three. Back iron, offensive board though, and a stick back by Parker. Look what I found from Candice as she has five points now and the Bulldogs within seven again. Little backcourt pressure. Gardner-Webb steals it. There's Candace Brown getting the swipe for the running Bulldogs. And she had a lot in the last game. Six steals in the last game. It's going to be really crucial. Number 34, Caitlin Adams was trying to play the baseline. Brown got around her and got the bump. Adams called for her first, the team's third. As Gardner-Webb will inbound underneath their own basket. 3.23 to play in the first quarter. Gardner-Webb... Trailing by seven. Here's Parker. Working on the baseline against Adams. Lost it. Got it back. Throws it up. She is absolutely hacked. Who got her is the question. I think that's Carney. And it is. That is her second foul. No, they're going to change it. It's on Adams. It's still Adams second. And that will bring in number 30, KK Barber. After two free throws coming from... Olivia Parker. Parker, 69% on the year from the charity stripe. 317 to play in this first quarter as Parker gets a friendly roll on the free throw. Bulldogs 2 of 2 there at the stripe tonight. And hey, the biggest thing for the dogs in this game, maybe we didn't bring it up enough in the pregame, is even though it's going to be hard to score in the paint, if you can draw some fouls and get some of these taller players in foul trouble, it's really going to help you. KK Barber, also Jamie Fisher Davis checking in as the second free throw by Gardner Webb is no good. 18 to 12, it's a six point game for the running Bulldogs as they trail here at the Vine Center. Candace Leatherwood. Double team coming over on her, keeps her dribble, splits the defense. Nice ball movement, Carney, an easy layup. Oh, she misses it, and the rebound to Parker. Finally, Gardner-Webb gets a bad roll for the Flames. In transition, Huntsman thought about a three. Skip pass near side, Brown for three. That one rattles home. That one hung on the lip and finally fell down. Gardner-Webb back within three. Brooke Alexander trying to get away from the Gardner-Webb defense. She moves the ball around to Leatherwood. Good ball movement for Liberty. 2.33 to play in the first. Inside to Carney they go. Hook shot by Carney off the mark. Rebound by Olivia Parker. Good job by Parker who's now got five rebounds in this first quarter. And she's going to be important in terms of rebounding. Maybe not points as much as we've seen as of late, but definitely the rebounds. Hill looked like she got fouled. Instead, it was a strip. Probably a good call. I was a little further away from it than I wanted to be. K.K. Barber misses a point-blank layup, uncontested. Back the other way. Here comes Brown, weaving through traffic. Stops and pops in the paint. Oh, it won't go down. And the rebound by Brooke Alexander. A little bit more frenetic pace, but that's favoring Gardner-Webb. Alexander driving the lane, uses the window, and gets the foul. What a nice play right there by the six-foot freshman from Frisco, Texas. Hey, the one thing I'll say for the running Bulldogs is that pace definitely favors them. Liberty would much rather settle down, get into an offense, 
and pound it into the paint. The dogs want to run this floor fast against the bigs of this Liberty squad. Alexander only 46% from the free throw line, but she hits this one and gives Liberty a little more cushion at six points. Here's Candace Brown. She's open for three, doesn't take it. Swinging it back around. Curry for three on the wing. Too strong. Rebound by KK Barber. She outlets it up the floor quickly to Jamie Fisher Davis. Got to watch her. She is a very good three point shooter as Huntsman comes out on her. Double team on Fisher Davis. Near side to Leatherwood. Feeding inside to Carney. Carney with a good positioning. Bucket and one. That had trouble written all over it for Gardner Webb. A high pass into Carney who got the bucket and the foul. 5-0 run now for Liberty, and Carney with a chance to make it six. She's hit 19 of her last 21 from the free throw line. Liberty 23-15, leading the running Bulldogs. As we'll have another substitution as the foul is on, I believe, Olivia Parker. That's only her first, but they take her out in the first quarter for that. Carney at the stripe, hits the free throw. 24-15, the lead's back to nine. Liberty will bring in Molly Reagan, 6'2", freshman from Braintree, Massachusetts. Averaged double-digit scoring all four years in high school at six points in 11 minutes at Campbell. And the one thing I like for the running Bulldogs, they bring lovely Locklear onto the floor, a player that we saw a lot more of in the last outing. She played very good on the defensive side of the ball. Brown trying to split the D. Back to Locklear. She's open for three. That one back iron. Rebound loose. Tipped out of bounds. And it's going back to the Flames. As again, Gardner-Webb unable to take advantage of an open three-point shot. They're three of ten from the outside. Five of 15 for the game from the field as Sedalia Ellis checks back into the ball game for the Flames. Gardner-Webb extending the man-to-man full-court pressure all the way into the backcourt. Lovely Locklear is up on Sedalia Ellis. Ellis, a good ball handler over to Jamie Fisher-Davis, looking to drive baseline. Finds herself an open Alexander who nails a three. We have a whistle and a foul. They're going to say the bucket counts, but there is a loose ball foul on number 30, K.K. Barber, who absolutely threw Tierra Huntsman to the floor. That's the team's fifth, and so that will result in free throws for Gardner-Webb the other way for Tierra Huntsman. Huntsman 77% for the stripe this year. That's the first three-pointer of the ballgame for Liberty, who has eight points for Alexander, who's only averaging 2.6 a game. First free throw by Huntsman is good. That was the largest lead of the ballgame, by the way, at 12 points. Running Bulldogs, though, have had their opportunities to come back from big deficits. They were down by 12 against Radford and came back and won the other day in Boiling Springs. 33 seconds in the first quarter, 27-16, Liberty leading. Jamie Fisher-Davis drives in, back out Ellis. Three for Ellis on the wing, wide open is good. The Bulldogs have given up 30 first quarter points. Bulldogs have had halves where they haven't had that many. Into Park, or excuse me, Brown. Brown uses the glass, can't finish. Quinn, put back is no good after an offensive board and another rebound for the Flames. Here comes Brooke Alexander. Three for Fisher Davis at the buzzer, no. And we are to the end of the first quarter as Gardner-Webb sees the Flames of Liberty shoot 13 for 20, 65% for the first quarter. The Flames are on fire, leading by 14 at the end of one. Back after this on WGWG.org. Get social with the Big South. Join our always growing network of fans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and more. Be part of the discussion now using hashtag Big South. And I'll just say one thing. You can't shoot that bottle game. No, and, but the, at the same time, they're not going to shoot that well 
the entire month. That's what I said. Like Liberty oh, I thought you were talking about us. No, Liberty keep taking outside shots. No, Liberty can't shoot that well all ball game. No. At the same time, we got to hit our shots. Got to defend. Good night. Just the official. Not gonna say anything about that. I don't know that. I, honestly, it hasn't really all been that that bad. No, there's just been a couple questions. It hasn't been the worst we've seen this season. You can now download. We're not moving around in I'm moving around on offense and It's like we're all just standing. We welcome you back to the Vine Center. Jared Pankhurst and Brendan Boylan with you as Liberty. Uh, folks, I mean, there's no other way to put it. They were just absolutely on fire here in the first quarter at the Vine Center. 13 of 20 from the field for 65%. They score 30 points in the first quarter as Gardner-Webb shoots only 5 of 17 for 29%, 3 of 10 from the outside, and Gardner-Webb finds themselves in a 14-point hole here on the road at the Liberty Flames. Eight points for Alexander, seven for Ellis, seven for Carney. The Gardner-Webb running Bulldogs led by Brown and Parker, six apiece for the running Bulldog seniors, but Gardner-Webb, just trying to find some answers on defense as they have just absolutely been <laughs> blitzed, I think maybe is the best word, by the offense of Liberty. 30 points in this first period. By the way, Liberty only averages 61 a game. So they have half of that almost at the end of one. Brendan, what has Gardner-Webb got to do in the in the second quarter to try to ease into this uh, or, or eat into this lead a little bit? Well, the one one thing that might be a confidence booster for the running Bulldogs is, let's face it, there's not a whole lot of teams that are going to shoot 65% throughout the course of an entire ball game. One thing that you and I talked about in that little media timeout that we had is you got to move around a little bit more on the offensive side. It seems like most players are ready to post up from three. Now, that's a good idea if you can hit your threes. But when you're 3 of 10 from downtown and you're not consistently getting some points, you got to work your way inside and get some of these people in foul trouble. You know, we talked about it a little bit. Adams has two. Carney's got one. Get them in some foul trouble. Make these bigs get out of the game. And on the defensive side, I like what they did bring lovely Locklear, and I'm liking the press. You just can't allow Liberty to break it. The running Bulldogs scored only four of their 16 points in the paint. Nine from downtown, three from the free throw line, and four from the inside. Gardner-Webb with the ball, feeding to the free throw line. Curry stops and pops. No, rebound by Michaela Sanders. That's not really her shot. I don't know that's what Gardner-Webb is looking for. Sedalia Ellis has a screen, now passes far side to Michaela Sanders. Top of the key, Jamie Fisher-Davis back to Ellis, 15 to shoot. Looking for a skip pass was Ellis. Now she'll get to the top of the key. Inside to Carney. Double teamed. Out to Ellis. Fakes the three. Now takes the two. Misses. Offensive board, though, by Fisher Davis. She lost it out of bounds. That's going back to Gardner-Webb. Oh, great job by Huntsman right there. Knocked it off of the foot of Jamie Fisher Davis. Only the third turnover of the ballgame for Liberty. That's one of the areas Gardner-Webb's going to have to add up some more turnovers for the Flames in this second quarter. We said 31 in the first meeting, and that was really the difference maker. Curry's open for three on the wing. She misses again. Rebound Carney. She clears it to Ellis. Gardner-Webb, three of 11, only one. Oh, what a block there by Hill, and she saves it for Gardner-Webb. Came in and blocked number 30, K.K. Barber. Hill gets it back, stops and pops from the baseline, falls to the ground, contact, no call, misses the shot, and here come the Flames. And she gave a look to the official, like, how is that not a foul? In the corner, Michaela Sanders for three. She hits. My goodness gracious, the Flames 33, the Bulldogs 16, with 8.23 to play in this second quarter. Brown. See, no movement on offense right now. This is a problem, Brendan. Feeding inside to Parker. Parker finds some room. Got her shot blocked. The rebound's on the floor, and Liberty comes up with it. And when they're able to get it inside, they can't do anything with it. Fisher Davis for three in transition. It's good. 
Some nights you can't miss. I guess this is one of those nights, 36 points in, in just about 12 minutes of play. Rick Reeves tells his team to play through it. We're not calling another timeout right now, he says. Here's Candace driving, and a foul on Jamie Fisher-Davis. Already a 20-point lead for the Flames. Well, and something I brought up earlier in the broadcast was being able to shoot from outside from down low, and it looks like that's the idea as Morgan Ackerman comes in at the four. Only nine points throughout the season, all threes, over 1,000 points in her high school career. We'll see if she can force some of these bigs outside. More threes than anybody at Lake Mary High School ever. Candace Brown in the corner. Through the lane, inside to Parker. Turnaround layup, too strong. Trying to take a charge there was Sanders. There was no call. Unfortunately, Parker couldn't finish. Fisher Davis wide open for three. Misses. Rebound by Tierra Huntsman. It was a little deep. Huntsman. <clears throat> Looking for a screen. Got it from Ackerman. Picks up her dribble. Bounce pass to Parker. Top of the key. And now to Brown. 17 to shoot. Bulldogs without a point so far in the second quarter. Inside Parker. Parker bounces. Drives through. Uses the glass and scores over Sanders for the first points of the second quarter for Gardner-Webb. Eight and seven already for Olivia. But the Bulldogs got to find some more scoring from somewhere else as well. Jamie Fisher-Davis. Bounce pass stolen away. Tierra Huntsman through the lane. Misses the shot again. Point blank whistle foul. And it's coming, I believe, on Tierra Huntsman. Oh, my goodness gracious. Huntsman had positioning, thought she had the rebound, and it looked like Ellis was over her back, but it goes against Huntsman. And that's got two personal fouls. It's the second straight game where Huntsman herself has gotten into foul trouble. So for the last 6.30, Gardner-Webb's going to have to have a freshman point guard on the floor as the Bulldogs come away with another steal. It's Hill. Hill got hit, and they're going to give the ball back to the Flames. Ellis hit Hill. Comes up with a ball and back the other way, a bucket and a foul. And Coach Rick Reeves not happy about that at all. But he's talking to his sophomore saying, let's keep our heads clear and let's keep pounding away. Right now, though, Reagan trying to finish a three-point play for the Flames. Free throw by Reagan is good. 21-point lead. 6-16 to play in the first. This looks like the Liberty Flames of old. The scary part's they're doing it without arguably the best player in the conference. Brown, outside to Hill, three, no. Rebound Sanders. Gardner-Webb has gone cold after hitting their first two threes. They're now one of 12 from behind the arc since then. Alexander's wide open, nobody covered her. Another three for the Flames. No transition defense yeah, for the dogs. Absolutely terrible defense by Gardner Webb. 42 to 18. Ackerman for three for Gardner Webb. Too strong. Rebound on the floor. Parker got it back. She absolutely crashes to the floor and is very, very hurt in the paint. And folks, you hate to say this, but the physicality on the inside, absolutely brutal. Parker was hit very hard on the inside. She's being looked at now by the trainer, Hillary Malmberg. And Parker is in some serious pain right now. We certainly hope, first of all, personally for Olivia, that she's okay. But we can tell that she is for sure in some serious pain right now. We'll go step aside for just a moment and be back here from the Vine Center. Gardner-Webb trailing 42-18 with 529 in the second quarter. We'll be back after this on WGWG.org. 
One of the keys to having a great football team is strong defense. Strong defense. Give your car the defense it deserves and switch to Geico. Not only will you get outstanding coverage, looked to me like it was on her hip. On your car insurance. In fact, Gardner I think what happened was when she was fighting for the rebound person ran through a special her discount from Geico. So after the game, visit geico.com slash my discount. You can't just call 1-800-947-AUTO. And that's what these officials allow sometimes. Today. Playing Looks like they're looking at me. can be hard, but saving money doesn't have to be. Geico, yeah. proudly helping Gardner Web alumni, faculty, and staff save more on car insurance. The Big South Turn Conference and Gardner Web University would like to thank Hardy's for their support this season. Stop by Hardy's any day for a five-piece chicken uh, pivot combo for just five bucks. You know what that Hardy's, is, too. eat like you mean it. We're back here at the Vine Center. 42-18, Liberty leading Gardner-Webb. And listen, Olivia Parker's being back, uh, taken back to the training room. She hit the deck very hard. Liberty has been playing physical on the inside all night and absolutely just trampled Parker. No foul was called. Gardner-Webb trying to get back into it. Curry for three. That one rims out. And the rebound brought in by Brooke Alexander. Here's Michaela Sanders on the near wing. We'll keep you updated on Olivia Parker as we get any information for you. But the officials better get control of this or it's going to get too physical. Good ball movement from Reagan to Carney. An easy layup for Catherine Carney. Nine points, six rebounds for her. And the lead is 44 to 18. Gardner Webb has scored two points in the second quarter. Liberty 14. Ackerman for three from the near wing. Too strong. Rebound by Curry. And her stick back is good. First shot Gardner Webb has hit in their last six attempts. Here's Brooke Alexander. Screen for her. Denying Sanders. Now Sanders gets it back from number 40. Drives the paint. Lays it up too strong. It rims around the entire rim. Rebound Gardner-Webb. Kaisha Stanford. Top of the key. Ackerman's open for three again. Ackerman misses. Rebound on the inside again to Carney. Into the ball game for Gardner-Webb, by the way. Celia Tibbs, who had some good minutes against Liberty in Boiling Springs. Here's a three from Leatherwood. We got a rebound. We got a rebound by the Liberty Flames on by Reagan and a foul called on Candace Brown. Or did they give it to Ackerman? Gave it to Mo. Ackerman wasn't anywhere near it. Well, we got a timeout on the floor. We're going to take it with you. Uh, 3.44 to play in the second. Liberty 44, Gardner-Webb 20. Back after this on WGWG.org. Scoring touchdowns is hard, but saving money with Geico is absolute disgrace. But Liberty is known for that. After the game, that's what they do. Knock your best player out. Well, they don't care about anything. They knock anything in the paint out. When you do, be sure to mention you're a running bulldog. This is not a football game. If she's done for any extended period of time, but you could save hundreds on your car insurance. When it comes to saving money, don't fumble. Contact. May have just single-handedly knocked this out. Proudly helping Gardner Web alumni, faculty, and staff. And didn't even get a foul call. Right. You can now download the WGWG.org app through the App Store and Google Play. Oh, and there's a coach coming out of the tunnel. 3:44 to play in this first. The running Bulldogs trailing 44-20. to 20. Olivia Parker is in the training room right now. And as soon as we get an update, we'll let you know what the update is. The Flames have absolutely dominated this ballgame. Now up 44-20 to 20 with 3.44 to play here in the first half. 
The Flames are shooting 60% from the field while Gardner-Webb at only 23%. Gardner-Webb has taken 16 threes, which means they've only taken 14 two-point shots. This is absolutely nothing like the first meeting between these two teams. Liberty has coughed it up only five times. And that has turned into only one Gardner-Webb point. Parker, eight points and seven rebounds for Gardner-Webb. As the running Bulldogs are going to have to find a way to fight back into this some way, somehow. And we certainly hope the best for Parker. We've not been given any indication at all, but the injury was very... Uh, very painful is something we can tell you. We can also tell you that she was carried off. Um, she was picked up. Not she did not. She was not able to walk it off. She was picked up uh, underneath the uh, the legs by the training staff and taken back into the training room. As we're trying to look up some scores from around the Big South Conference, we'll see what's going on there as Mark Taylor, our crack SID for Gardner-Webb Women's Basketball, looking some of those up for us. Liberty with the ball underneath their own basket. They will inbound. They get it to KK Barber. She throws it up no. Rebound down to Candace Brown. Here come the running Bulldogs. Two on one. Brown slides it over to Stanford. Stanford back out to Curry. Three for Curry. No. Rebound on the floor brought in by K.K. Barber. Gardner-Webb unable to convert on a two-on-one. Those are the things you've got to do when you're down by 24. Uh, some nights are just not your night. You know, you're kind of speechless. You don't know what to say, especially after an injury to your star player. But you got to respond well, and I, I don't know if that's going to be a good response for Gardner-Webb here. Ticky-tack call there. Looks like it's going to be on Adebayo. As Huntsman's going to come in with two fouls, you almost have to at this point. As far down as you are, two point guards are actually going to be in the ball game as Stanford stays in for Gardner-Webb. Would not be shocked to see him go right at Huntsman. Here's the screen. Here's the switch. It's Alexander on Huntsman. Double team to Sanders, skip past the other side. Leatherwood lost it, gets it back. Back to Alexander, 17 to shoot. Inside, ball stolen away by number 14, Celia Tibbs. Brown into the paint, outside to Stanford. Thought about a three, passes it up. Into the corner, three for Adebayo. Too strong, rebound, and a loose ball foul on Liberty as Tibbs had good positioning. Fouls on number 40, Molly Reagan. That is her first and the team's third. 2.38 to play in the second quarter. Inbound comes to Adebayo, top of the key now. Tierra Huntsman. <clears throat> Huntsman, crossover. Bounce pass to Brown. Brown has a screen, picks it back up. Huntsman thought about a three, now dribbles into the free throw line. Jumper is good. Good shot. Six points for the running Bulldogs in the second quarter. They are now two of their last ten. Alexander over to Barber. Another whistle and another foul on Adebayo. I'm going to tell you something. If that's a foul and Parker getting blown up in the middle is not, I don't know basketball anymore. Maybe I never did. 2 7 to play in the second if you don't know basketball, I guess I don't have any idea. You've covered a, this for, it's for a, what, a decade and some change? It's a good thing this is not on the Big South Network tonight. <laughs> K.K. Barber misses the first free throw. It's 57% there for the year. Hits the second, 45-22. Kyasia Stanford guarded by Ellis. They're back to... The 2-3 zone, Brown in the paint, outside to Huntsman, thought about a three, pulls it back, under two minutes to play in this period. Stanford stops and pops from about 15 out, no. Gardner-Webb shooting struggles continue, three of 17 from the field in the second quarter. 
24% on the game. Inside Ellis open, blocked by Brown. Here come the running Bulldogs. Brown trying to force the issue. Trying to do something. Out to Stanford. Open jumper. Got it. 120 in the second period. Gardner-Webb still trailing by 21. A lot of basketball to be played, but so far it has been all Flames, although the Flames have missed their last four shots. Alexander with 11 points leads all scorers. Has the ball deep on the wing. Dribbles to the free throw line. Kicks it out. Ellis... (coughs) Head fake for three. Five to shoot. Now throws it up. Can't hit. Rebound by Tibbs. Into the hands of Huntsman. Huntsman pushing it up the floor. Huntsman goes the whole way. Off the glass. No. Rebound by Adebayo. Her stick back is no good, but a foul coming on Liberty. I'm surprised the original foul didn't go to the layup attempt by Huntsman. Got a little hacked. On the way up, Adebayo comes down with the rebound, gets hacked, and there's the foul. Adebayo's free throw is no good. Gardner-Webb just three of six at the stripe today. <clears throat> Liberty calls timeout, 30-second timeout. We'll keep it here. A couple scores from around the Big South Conference. High point leading at Radford with about 6.07 to play in the second, 18-14. to 14. UNC Asheville with a 22-14 lead over PC. That with 4.34 left in the half. Those scores hold. And the score here holds. Liberty and Asheville would be back tied for the lead in the Big South. While PC and Gardner-Webb would be battling for third place on Saturday. In Clinton, South Carolina. This is a tough stretch for Gardner-Webb. As they had Radford at home on Saturday. And now on the road at two other teams that are at the top of the standings in the conference. Adebayo's second free throw. She hits 45-25. Liberty finally inbounds. Good defense. And a reach-in foul on Kaeja Stanford as that will be the fifth team foul on Gardner-Webb. as Michaela Sanders will go to the line to shoot two. 69% at the stripe for Sanders this year. At this point, you just got to accept these fouls. Learn to play around them. They're, they're not chippy. They're very little little contact fouls, but if you're Gardner-Webb, you got to find a way to play around that. 41.2 on the clock in the second quarter. Sanders hits both free throws, but we have a whistle, and Liberty looks like they elbowed Huntsman in the eye. So they're going to call the free throw off, if I'm not mistaken. I think they're going to review this one. The question is, is it going to be a flagrant, I think? Because an elbow in the eye, I mean, you know. Well, and then, and then you have to get in the, is it a flagrant one, is it a flagrant two? Of course, of course if you're Liberty, that you call that a Tuesday. But 40, it looks like now they are counting the free throw. 47-25. The officials are overlooking this now. At some point, we do hope to have an update for you on Olivia Parker as the trainer, uh, Hillary Malmberg, is coming out now. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to get some kind of information there. Forty-one point two on the clock in the second period. Liberty forty-seven, Gardner Webb twenty-five. Gardner-Webb trailing in this first period. And let's just get real here. This couldn't get any better for Liberty, and it couldn't get any worse for Gardner-Webb in this first period. Gardner-Webb down by 22, 41.2 seconds left. The officials right now still conferring and trying to decide what kind of foul this is going to be against Catherine Carney, who just elbowed 
Tierra Huntsman in the eye. Personally, I think it's a flagrant two. If it because, is, Carney's out. Because the definition of a flagrant two is any foul called on the floor that is backed up by video evidence. And I think there's enough there for a flagrant two. Well, the head coach, Kerry Green, seems to be okay with whatever call this is. Rick Reeves talking a little bit with the officials as well. Everything, I mean, everybody's calm and those sorts of things, but uh, we'll see what the call is. It's Mariah Reed, by the way, for Gardner-Webb getting set to enter the ballgame. We still have not heard officially from the public address announcer what the foul call is, but we do know Tiara Huntsman is striding the free throw line. As Huntsman hits the first free throw. And Huntsman hits both free throws. And no official word. The two free throws, Gardner-Webb gets the ball back as well. It could be something as small as a technical, but I didn't see the tee. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, that's that's the question. If if it's if all it is was a regular foul, then you know, that's I mean, that's not all that big of a deal for Liberty. I think it was just, but uh, the, it the can't free be throw just shots, regular because right. it was free throws by herself. Ball movement inside to Charlisa Jenkins, who uses the glass and scores. Gardner Webb has cut this to 18 now. Sedalia Ellis, shot clock is off, 19 on the clock. Ellis guarded by lovely Locklear. A lot of substitutions have been on the floor for the Flames here in the second period. Alexander to the elbow, dishes inside. Reagan jump ball with .9 seconds. Possession arrow stays with Liberty, .9 on the clock. Heads up play by the pre-law student. (laughs) I love that one. The official word, we finally got a flagrant one. Inbound comes to number one, Sanders, who misses the shot at the buzzer. And the half finally and mercifully comes to an end for the running Bulldogs, who trail 47-29 at the break. A lot of basketball still to be played, but the running Bulldogs...